You're now tuned in to Life Song Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as host Phil Ramsey and Blake Shankle dig into the Word line by line, verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankle. As always, I am joined by my best friend in the world, Philip Ramsey. Now you're lying. Yeah, I did. Who is your best? You got a best friend? I do. Your wife, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't watching, so no, no. she don't care. So <laughs> I'll move on. So you're my next best friend. Yeah, uh, it's good to be here. It is Excited. good to have you. Yeah, I, man. I, if you hear a little noise, our sound system's not messed up. Nope. We're in uh, uh, the building that we're in has a tin roof and it's pouring down raining. I'm sure the farmers are rejoicing. We've been through a little dry spell. Mm. And it's raining outside, and uh, praise the Lord! Yeah, um, give Him honor and glory for that one. We needed it bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's raining outside right now, and so it's beating down on this tin roof, so you can hear it. That's how good these mics pick up. Yeah, we're uh, very sensitive mics. We're actually there's a gym just a few feet from us, so anytime we record, we kind of got to make sure nobody's uh, shooting b-ball yep sometimes we'll have to yell down there and <laughs> tell them to stop because it, <laughs> it picks up everything yeah. so no man i mean we're, we're i'm glad to be back here in this book of romans we're in chapter 14 it's good you know i've been i've been slayed by the word this week <laughs> yeah absolutely and put in a full nelson as our pastor says a lot of times by the holy spirit yeah, I could. We've been doing live song for what eight or nine years. It's been yeah. some, somewhere along in there, and I can count on my hand. I love the word. Every week's great for me. I've grown more through doing this than really anything I've ever done in my entire life. But I can count on my my hand the times that the lesson that we study that day mm. just impacted my life in a massive way and corrected me. Uh, you know and. And today and next week yeah. is one of those times. Correct. Cor- had to, yeah, had to correct me. And my, th- not that I really didn't know it, but I really just didn't take it in and uh, comprehend the reality yeah. of what we're going to be talking about. Because my personality, my personality. And I know your personality. <laughs> we're kind of wired the same way. Yep. You know, we're kind of you know. If the word says this, that's what it says. You yep. get in line. If not, I will cut your throat. Yep. Yep. And so, not a lot of uh, understanding. Right. <clears throat> not a lot of compassion. And we're, we're going to see today that there needs to be some some movement. Not not moving on doctrine or things that the Bible is very yeah. clear on. Right. But we need to be a little bit more understanding. Because we're growing too. Yep. You know, we're, we're looking at we're looking at strong and we're looking at weak. And there's some things in the word that I would say I'm pretty mature on, but I also know that there's a lot of things that I'm weak on. And then I would say today I'm absolutely right, uh-huh. and find out next week that I was absolutely wrong. And so I'm weak in that area, and I got things that I'm studying the Bible that I'm unsure about, still studying and. And in time, I think it's part of it's a sanctification. Also, we'll see. 
Completely so. agree. We we see several doctrines in this, and one being the Christian liberty doctrine here, this doctrine of Christian liberty. And you asked me earlier, adiaphora is the word I, I used, and you're like, I, I don't even know what that means. You know, that's the singular, adiaphoron. He's given me, he said the word probably seven or eight times. He's given me the definition seven or eight times. I still, every time he says that word, I'm yeah. like, can you tell me yeah, what this, that means? See, this is where I have no Christian liberty right, for look, Phil. Look, look, you being the weaker brother. Hey, gray lines. <laughs> hey, yeah. This is gray area. It is gray areas. And that, and that has to be... We have to understand that's what he's talking about. You've already said it, because we're going to talk about this word. We're going to use the word, or Paul used the word judge a lot of times, yeah. you know, and, and so, and people will point to these verses and say, see, you can't judge me. But is that true? Well, on some matters, yeah. Yeah, we, in these Christian liberty things, that's where we have to be very careful with, right? When it comes to sin, right, true sin that the Bible speaks of, moral issues, um, yeah, Christ has, has said that in Matthew, right? We got we have several verses in, in Matthew where he we were to deal with that brother or sister who is in sin, so, how we're to rebuke them. Yeah, is that where two or three are gathered in my name? That, that's a prime you know, verse. It's kind of yeah. Yeah, funny. I heard that a couple times this weekend yeah. from a couple pastors, and they were alluding to having a church service, and yeah. he said, well, the Bible says, well, there's two or three gathered in my name. I'm like... Uh, you might want to go back and look at that context of that. Yeah. If so, you're, so if you're having a church service, then there's going to be church discipline. Yeah. If so, that's the case. yeah, you got to, uh, yeah, you got to stick. The, the, the word is clear, and there is a right kind of judgment, like you said. We are to judge each other, but this judgment we're going to be talking about today, there, there's a little movement. But I want to ask you a couple questions, yeah. Blake. You're are you a Christian? Yes. If you die today, would you go to heaven? Yes. Why? Because of Christ and what he did upon the cross. <laughs> he kind of got shocked there. No, you shouldn't ask him I'm so, a good person. Uh, is it a sin for Blake, a Christian? Yeah. Well, let me a- ask you two or three questions, and you answer at the end. Okay. Is it a sin for you to drink alcohol, or is it not a sin for you to drink alcohol? Is, uh, say, is it a sin for you to have a tattoo, or not have a tattoo, meaning if you got a tattoo, would that be sin or not sin? Is it a sin for Blake? And I'm sure it's a terrible sight, but I'll ask him anyway. Is it a sin for Blake to dance? Absolutely. Look, <laughs> just because I can't dance like you. <laughs> so is it a sin for you to dance or, or not dance? Hey, check this one. I just started this one. Yeah. Is it a sin? Uh, is it a sin not to tithe? Or is it a sin to tithe? Which that's not a real good one. But there's some liberty. There's going to be some liberty issues right there. There will be. And I'll, I'll maybe add to that uh, when we get to it. So, what is the answer? Yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it and let's answer that at the end of. Let's walk through oh, some of this and let's, okay. let's answer that. So, be thinking about that. Can yeah. Kim Blake drink alcohol? Because it's because it's good questions. Because there's going to be really good Christians who are going to divide on some of these issues. And and that's the point Paul's making, and that's the point we that's what we see here in the Church of Rome is we have brothers and sisters in Christ, no doubt about it. These are not unbelievers versus believers. These yeah. are two believers, joint heirs in Christ, unified by what Christ did upon the cross. Right, both will will be in heaven one day because of what Christ did, and yet we have disputes. Both are sincere. Yep. Both love God. Yeah, and, and you know, this is a doctrine that I think we don't understand a lot, and I will say that is is and one that we probably have, you and I have not really dug deep into either until till now, but 
understanding this doctrine rightly, let me make sure I say this right, understanding this doctrine correctly, and understand what Paul is saying here with Christian liberty and freedoms in Christ, if we understand this correctly, I think we would have less church splits. Right? I mean, wouldn't you say that? I mean, is this, we've had churches, Phil, that have split over, I've seen it over the color of the carpet. Mm. We've had churches split over the types of music that is being sung. We've had churches split. Even I was listening to Todd Friel this week on Retro Radio. He says, there, there has been a church who split over the pastor. Could he wear shorts mm. while, look at not not in the pulpit, but why he was cutting grass. Really? There's been church splits over that. So, this, understanding this doctrine correctly, I believe would help so much in the disputes, the, the, the disputes that Paul would look at and say, why are you disputing these things? Yeah. You know, we need to show love to brothers and sisters uh, who have a weaker conscience on some of these things. And we need to, we, and, and, then, and then also those who have weaker conscience need to not judge those who have the more mature conscience. We need to, we need to there's a balance there. So if we understand what we're going to talk about rightly, we would have fewer church splits. Because think so. you think about the things we, we split over, a yeah. lot of times it's it's not some sometimes it's doctrine, which you know, that's uh, there's time there's, to split there's, if, if that's jacked absolutely. up. Absolutely. But more times than not, yeah. it's things Good that point. really aren't Definitely not essentials, just just personal just, preferences. That's a good point, great point. And so, so let's talk about some, I think, and what Paul lays out here is principles, right? I mean, he, he does, I don't think he, on purpose, by the sovereignty of God, he doesn't, he doesn't personally call out names. He doesn't personally actually say the, the I mean, he, he puts it in the food category, he puts it in the day category, but he doesn't even, he doesn't even name it the Sabbath. He doesn't name it dietary restrictions from the Old Testament because there's, because it's on both sides of the camp. Could it be day? It could be Gentiles or Jews. And so he there's 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 even freedom in this writing to Paul. Paul lays these principles out, and Todd Frill talks about this a lot. Is is thank goodness I didn't write the Bible because if I did, I would want it. I would it would be a stack. It would fill up this room of all the rules that we would put into place. But God didn't do that, right? We have a rule book, but there's a lot of freedom and liberty. That's left in here as well, and I think that's the, that's the that's just the mind of God at work, and that's mm. just a, the great mind of God at work. How He doesn't just write a rule book for every living thing, and I think what that helps us do is is that helps us to be sanctified. That what that does is that puts you and I in a room together, and how we're to love one another, right? How we're to work through some of these issues, and we're going to look at that, right? Some of this when we have division in the church, when we divide over non doctrinal. Even maybe some doctrinal matters, non-essential matters, you know, when we divide over these things, how are we to how are we to come back to the Bible? Mm-hmm. We need to come back to these principles. Ultimately, understanding what Paul's already wrote in, wrote in Romans 12 is that we need to show brotherly love to one another, right? And then how do we apply these principles in our lives, and how do we live day to day with wretched sinners inside the same body of Christ? Yeah. Because we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from uh, uh, just uh, just so many just so many different variables in our lives that we bring so much baggage to with us. You know, that's just our sinful flesh. But there's ways, there's principles in which we can work through those things. And let's yeah. so let's work through that. Let's read. We'll start with uh, Romans fourteen verse six. We'll just go through twelve, though we won't get there. Uh, let's start verse six. I'll be reading from the ESV. 
The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in the honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in, in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be the Lord, both of the dead and of the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother, Blake? Excuse me, I didn't mean, that, that's not in there, sorry. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or, or you? why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Pretty sh straightforward verses, but yeah. a lot there. Yeah. A lot of meat there that we probably need to unpack. Yeah. So we got through, what, six last Yeah, time? so we talked about, so so Paul, lay the scene out, again, just real quick, Paul has, has, has come into this, and he, in, in the beginning of chapter 14, he's he's laid these two people out, weaker brother versus a, a more mature brother, right? One one holds to the weaker brother is, is the, the, the mature brother is looking down upon the weaker brother because, hey, he's like, I'm, I've got more, I've got freedom in Christ, I can do these things, I can eat all meals, there's no problem there, I, there's nothing, God has called everything good. So I can eat of this thing. But the weaker brother, has his conscience is less informed, and he's saying that there's certain things that he cannot eat. There's Whether he's Jewish and he has this brings this baggage from the Jewish customs of dietary restrictions that were in the Old Testament, or whether he was Gentile, right, coming out of the pagan um, mindset of pagan worship, which Paul addresses in 1 Corinthians 8, 9, and 10, uh, whether it's this Gentile who comes out of that and who who is who doesn't want to partake in any any kind of meat that was sacrificed to idols, and so it could be either one of these things. And what Paul's saying is is he he, he really re rebukes both and says, look, uh, the uh, the older brother or the much more mature brother should not look down upon the weaker brother for for. Uh, Holding to this, you know, because of his conscience, right? Don't, don't, don't look down upon him. Don't despise him. The weaker br brother doesn't need to judge the other brother for having his freedoms in Christ. And what we talked about last week was was this this days. Paul moves from food now to days, and we we talked about last week here. He says one person regards one day over another. That being the weaker brother regards one day and. Possibly the Sabbath, mm -hmm. most likely the Sabbath day, and, and another regards every day alike, that being the more mature brother. He's saying, look, every day is alike. There is no Sabbath day. We talked about this a little bit last week, is uh, the Sabbath being, we, we would say that we rest in Christ. Christ has fulfilled the Sabbath, so our, our, he has fulfilled our daily rest. There is no real Sabbath anymore. It's been fulfilled in Christ. So we would say our Sunday would be a Lord's Day. Right, but yet I don't need to bring those Old Testament laws and restrictions that were with the Sabbath with the Jewish people into my Sunday worship, right, or my Sunday, right? He regards all days alike. But there would be some who would say that who may hold to more a stricter view of the Sabbath on Sundays, right, and would say, "Hey, there's certain things that I don't need to do." And 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 what Paul's saying is, is 
regardless, and here's where we get into this. We didn't get into this uh, last time, but he says each person must fully be convinced in his own mind. Meaning, right, we should be convinced, whether you're the weaker or the or the, the older, be convinced. Understand in your mind yeah. what you believe and why you believe it. Yeah. The conscience is a good thing, by the way. Absolutely. We don't need to negate that. Your conscience is, when you don't really have any set thing to go by, you have a conscience for a, a reason. It's like if I, it's like pain to my body. If I, if I hit my toe, it hurts and it sends signals to my brain. Your conscience works in the same way. There's things that, that, uh, maybe not be found in scripture, but if I do them, I, uh, in my mind, I'm like, you know, I just don't feel that that's right. Yeah. I can't really put my finger yep. on it, but something's not jihawing. Yep. And I'm kind of convinced of that. So the conscience is a is it, a good thing. It's an internal smoke alarm. Yeah. Right? And and Paul, and that's what he's saying is, is, look, don't violate your conscience. One of them, like we talked about, is more knowledgeable. One is more informed. The more mature brother has more informed conscience than the weaker because he has freedoms in Christ. Remember, the older he or the more mature understands his freedom, so his conscience is 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 more um, more sure yeah. of what the Bible says. Yeah. But it doesn't make the weaker the weaker ultimately by this context he would be wrong because. But it's not a moral issue, right? It's not a sin issue at this point because the Bible it's again freedoms yeah. here. That's where like what I was talking about earlier. Mm. My my. The way I'm wired when this when this situation comes in, and I know, mm-hmm. I know that I know based on this that he is not thinking rightly about this. He's doing this. I know for a fact that that this is he don't have to do that. Right. But he comes into the church and he is gung ho. He is set. He loves God. He worships God. He has a clear conscience. But I know I'm, I know that it's wrong. But he believes that it's right. Yep. Yep. And he and, believes by doing what you're doing is a sin against God. And Paul says, "Don't violate his conscience." Yeah. Yeah. So because he's the weaker brother, he's not. He's less informed. So Phil Phil likes to, and this is where God's popped me upside. Yep. Phil wants to correct my brother because obviously. Nail them nails. He hasn't. He has. He doesn't know the word. So I'm. Yep. I'm real quick to say, man. You know, get on them when I shouldn't. Yeah. I should. Hey, sit down with them, talk to them, ask them questions, walk through the scripture, and and let the word of God do what the word of God does. Absolutely. Yeah. So. We don't. We and that's what Paul's saying here is is look. Let this person be fully convinced. Right. Let him do what he thinks he ought to do. And you say, well, well, how is that? Because it's not a moral issue. That's, it's not a moral issue he's talking about. This is a freedoms in Christ, right? These are these are non-essentials, and so so the Sabbath is nothing. It's it's a dead issue, if you will, and and, and uh, but but what Paul doesn't want him to do is, is and, and we have to grab this is is he doesn't want to train people to violate their conscience because, like you said, the conscience is is um, this internal smoke alarm. It's what tells them what's wrong, and again. One is more informed than the other, right? And that's what you're hoping for that weaker brother to do. Mm-hmm. What the older brother or the more mature brother should come to do is, like you, is be more gentle with that and say, hey, let's, let, I understand where you're coming from. 
let's work through those things. Yeah, I can see that you've been raised your whole yep. life, and and you you haven't been able to eat pork, and and yep. the, the the word says not to do that. I, hey, I see where you're coming from. That's right. Very interesting. You know, we come to the new covenant. You know, let's look at some. Of course, you know, there's a transition period. We always got to keep that in mind. We do that we're in the first century, which means scripture. Uh, with the the New Testament isn't written yet. It's not canonized. Yeah, and we, you know, we we can, we have it all. You know, we can look back and and very decisively say certain things where they were just going by the apostles' teachings of of what Scripture is and what God says based on revelation from God. So they're in a little different situation than we are, and you have to think about that. You know, because like I said last week, food's a big deal. Back in the day. To you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, every time Blake calls me, he said, what are you doing? I said, what do you think I'm doing? Said, you eat nature. Certainly yeah. running on treadmill. But, no. but anyway, so, uh, yeah. So that's a good time to sit down with a brother and, and walk through the script. You know, at least we have in the scripture now, walk through the scripture and point out the different things. And I tell you what, I, I look back over my life, and uh, I've been saved for close to 30 years, and I would say about 20 or 21 of those uh, I got so much wrong; it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I went, and guess what? The things that I believed, I believed them. Yeah, I believed them. Yep. But, but I was corrected. And thank that's, goodness there were brothers in my life that's that the point. that walked up beside me. I remember talking to one brother, and we were discussing a matter, a non-essential matter. And I, I when I left that conversation, I'm like, man, that dude is whack. Can't believe that. It's crazy, you know. And then over a period of years, as I began to study and be discipled, I'm like, man, I'm glad he didn't chop my head off because yep. he was right. Yep. But he was very, very gentle. That's a great with, point. With that, uh, that's a that's understanding. A, that is a great point. We're we are not to we should not violate our brother's conscience, the weaker brother's conscience. However, that's not to say that we shouldn't be learning the truth of the Bible. We shouldn't be praying for the illumination of the Holy Spirit. We shouldn't be studying the Word of God, right? Knowing, seeking the mind of Christ, as the Bible says. Those are, you know, praying that the Spirit will reveal truth. This is where I was at, and this is where you've been, right? Is, hey, Spirit, I want to believe it. I want to learn it. If it's out there, reveal it to me, right? And also, we learn from well-taught teachers. We learn from those who are more mature. And so that's that's another principle that we should learn here, right? But but what Paul's saying is he doesn't want to, he doesn't want these Christians to defile his conscience. And we shouldn't be using our liberty. Here's the other thing. He goes to the the more mature too is don't use your liberty to cause weaker brothers to stumble. Right? If if your brother your conscience it, uh, if if it bothers your conscience, then don't do it. We as Christians, we come across these things in our lives, need to be patient to allow the Spirit to right to do His work in the body of the of the church and in and in, in into brothers. Because again, we were once there, yeah, and we need to be careful there. And this is something you and I are having to learn here. Is like we talked about last week. We don't need to be the nail who hammers every. The or hammer. hammer that nails every nail. We yeah. need to be careful. You told me that a long time ago. I think it's a good. Somebody wise told point. me that. Well, well, then we're going to keep passing that along, right? If all you see is uh, nails, you want to hammer them, right? So. Well, so, so let's move here on real quick because Paul gives us a motivation. There's a motivation in which we can do this. Verse six, he says, "He who observes the days observes it for the Lord, being the weaker brother, and he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God, and he who eats not." For the Lord, and he who does not eat and gives thanks to God, right? So what is what is he saying here? He's like, 
either who if you're if you're observing the days or you're not observing the days, if you're eating all things or you're not eating all things, the the one thing that that they have here is together is is they both do it for God. Mm-hmm. They both do it for the Lord Christ. Really, they're doing it for Him. They're doing it for serving Him. Their hearts are right in doing yeah. it. Yeah. Less informed, might you say, but their hearts are still. They're motivated by. Love for the Lord. Yeah. I love that, right? This younger brother who just come into the faith, right, may not know as much as you and I do. We were there too, right? I'm just using it as an example. But guess what? He loves the Lord. We, yeah. we, we can't take yeah. that away from him. There's the motivation, right? And Paul, he commends them. He, You know, at verse 7, for not one of us lives for himself and not one dies for himself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. That's us now. We're bond servants to Christ. We, we don't live for ourselves anymore. And that's what he's saying is both of these cats are living for the Lord. They yeah. die. And he says, keeps on going. Or if we die, we die for the Lord. And then what does he say? Therefore, because of that, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Wow, what motivation, right? What motivation to be doing the things of God, right? And, and so um, uh, even though their consciences differ, on how they are to eat, how they're to celebrate days, they both have the right motive, and is they do it for the Lord. Yeah. So, you have anything to add there? No. Okay, great. Glad, glad I got that <laughs> one there. Uh, we we he he iterates. <clears throat> here. I think about Galatians two yeah, twenty okay, says, yeah. "I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer." And that may be is uh, verse. Seven. Did you 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 didn't went through verse eight, haven't you? Well, I, yeah, but you can go back to verse seven. I was just trying to com- keep the train of thought there. Yeah, but. good verse. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Second Corinthians uh, five fifteen. He and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Yeah. And there's tons of scriptures. Uh, one more, First uh, Thessalonians five ten, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or sleep, awake or asleep, we might l- live with Him. Yeah. So look here, what does it say, Phil? Who are you? You're Christian, right? Yep. Who are yours today? Who are you? Who owns you today? Christ owns me. You serve Him. Yeah. That's what we that's what we gotta know. Yeah. We've been bought. And when you've been bought, you've yeah. given up all your rights. First Corinthians seven twenty three, let me read it. You were bought with a price. You were bought with a price. That's exactly right. You've been bought. You're you're a slave to something, correct? Always in, in a slave relationship. Yep. Slave to what? Prior Sin to the devil or Christ. And if you are in Christ, you're a slave to him. So guess what? This even proves lordship salvation here, right? We are under his command. He is our master. You've been bought at a price. You've been purchased. And so uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, do you not know that you are not your own? You've already said it, Phil. You're not your own, right? We are not our own, for you have been bought with a price. And again, we already talked about 723. Jesus went into the marketplace, folks, into the world, and upon Calvary's cross, he paid the ultimate price for you and I as sinners, right? And that was his... Death upon the cross. He paid. God went to the cross and was crucified in flesh. Didn't didn't deserve it, but he did it for you and I. He paid the price. Mm-hmm. He redeemed us out of sin. That's what redemption means, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, there so was we a, have no rights. Uh, on our own. That, yeah. Now we're we're 
We're never more free until we've been bought with Christ. Uh, amen. That, and, that's and a hard thing. To, it, 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 it's interesting, right? Yeah, speaking of Christian liberty, what, what was the verse? All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. That, that's not right. But here, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. In Christ, there's freedoms. There, there's free. We're, we're never more free than when we're in Christ. Now we're free. We're not over in here. We're slave to sin. We're considered flesh. Adoption, redemption, right? Yeah. We've now been brought out of this slave relationship. Now we know the will of our master, and we've been set free. Now we're free now to, guess what, obey God. You can't look. That's a good over point. here, you can't obey God. You can't please God. Over here, now you're free to obey. But guess what? Sometimes, guess what? Sometimes you disobey. Yep. yep. Right? Yep. And so now you got this life, and there's some, you know, there's sanctification when we're walking in the Spirit, you know? So. You asked a question earlier on. All right, you got, you got but 30 I'm not seconds. Gonna, but I'm not going to answer that today. Really? Because I, I want to answer it next week. Or let me just, let, let's, let's just hit the lay big the, one. Lay the question out, and let's Blake, answer it next week. Blake, you're a Christian. Is it a sin for you to drink alcohol, mm. or is it not a sin for you to drink alcohol? Do you want to know what Blake thinks? Come back next week, and you will find out. We'll see you next week on another episode of Life Song Radio. You've been listening to Life Song Radio. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to continue to study throughout the week, check out the resources available on our website at lifesongradio.com.